You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Gotta keep the beat. There you go. I can't do that double. What's up, everyone? Marin, Marinites? Marinans? I don't know what you're called. Marionettes. Marionettes. Thank you, Steven. He's going to be chiming in a bunch with me tonight. Because, look, the whole studio is mine. Should we go wide? Check it out. It's like the weirdest thing. I'm Jared Gilkerson. It's the Marin After Show. Usually, I'm with Blake V. And, well, now there's just a mug representing Blake tonight. And we are talking episode 10 already here on season 3. I think the best season of Marin, the most consistent season. It's patent troll tonight. And like usual, like Louie, like Mark, real life situations for the episode. You can find me at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. You can find Blake at Blake V Media. We miss her. And uh, I think she just had a lot of homework to do tonight, so she had to stay in. She couldn't stay out late. That reminds me, actually, Stephen. Did you uh, have like a time? Were your parents really strict with time? What do you mean by time? Like for like a curfew, like you had to be home, or were you like was it pretty lenient? It was more like just tell us where you are. That's about it. Yeah. Page us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Page your dad. Um, sorry, I get off topic very easily. We'll get back onto it here. Patent troll. Um, for all the Marin fans, and I know you probably are all diehards that watch. Uh, Marin actually had a patent battle back in the day for podcasting, uh, along with a lot of other people like Corolla and whatnot. And so he decided to make an episode about it. So his buddy Sam, Sam Cedar, and other people who know the podcast world, the radio world, Sam Cedar is, uh, he was with Mark Marin in the past. They had a show, it was called the a Break Room Live. It was like a political slash comedy show, uh, that went down the tubes back in 09. And then right after that, around the heels, Marin started his podcast. So Sam was in this episode uh, the entire time trying to convince Mark that this patent troll and this legal action is serious. So uh, we'll take a step back because we see a reoccurring character again in the show. It's Lucy Davis who plays Emily, which is his horrible agent who gets some jobs. And the next job she wants him to get is a, to be a rabbi in Two Broke Girls. Uh, the funny thing was, though, uh, he walks into her office and the meeting, her office is literally above, it's just an open floor span and more offices are doing that now where you just have, no one has an office, everyone can just see what everyone's doing and there are people in bean bags, uh, people playing ping pong, what else was there? Uh, just uh, weird, funky coffee machines and Mark's like, is anyone working in here? Um, Steven, question. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you a fan of this open floor plan stuff that's going? I don't know if you've seen like you know like the modern office. Yeah, uh, I've seen them. Do you like them? Do you like that whole thing? Or do you want some hierarchy? 
Like I would say, you always kind of want this, like who's in charge. Like they should have an office or you should have some privacy, privacy. So I think it's, I think when you run into those kind of offices are a problem, but, uh, it, it starts off hot with, uh, Mark just screaming. Um, it's, uh, screaming at the guys playing ping pong downstairs because I mean, they're trying to have a meeting upstairs and there's guys just playing ping pong being, you know, annoying as hell. So, uh, I don't know if I'm a fan. I'm a fan of like an area, like a section, like a foosball area or a ping pong area. But to actually have your office in the open floor plan. I think it would drive me up a freaking wall. Yeah. I mean, we have we have over 300 hosts here and some and like nights that are really busy. Yeah. We have like 20 people who start in the kitchen, start talking, and I can't focus on anything. And I just want to tell everyone people to go away. Yeah. And it, it gets really stressful. So I can't imagine having a room that you have. 30, 40, 50 people all trying to talk at the same time. Yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah, it's uh, – and Mark being the old school above 50 guy, he tells them to shut the hell up. They do. Um, she gets him an audition for two broke girls, which is uh, – he's just fully against. But we get back to the main plot, and I want to stay focused on that, the whole patent thing. Um, so Sam Cedar comes into town to stay at Mark's house, and – uh, he says we're going to get a big meeting of the minds. We're going to get Hardwick. We're going to get Corolla and Kevin Smith, and we're all going to take on this patent troll. And they had this big meeting at his house, and nobody's there. I mean, it's just a couple of people with with nothing podcast. And Sam wants to start a war. Mark's kind of telling him to calm down. This is no big deal, no big whoop. Uh, and Sam kind of gets pissed off and leaves. Mark kind of says, uh, blames him for the demise of their old show. Sam blames Mark. They have a falling out. Um, and one of my favorite parts of the episode is Mark falls asleep to the, uh, to listen to a record. Now we don't know what, uh, I think he was listening to Lenny Bruce. Uh, but I love that record sound. I don't know about you, Steven, but like that, that off the track, you know, record as it's just spinning to nothing. Oh, the smooth. Yeah. The just smooth that crackle. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I could, I'm a fan of, uh, just, I could I could fall asleep when someone's like typing on a on like a nice like you are right now. I could fall asleep not just because of how boring the show is, but because it's a very smooth sound to me. I like a I like a nice hard plastic button. This is this is we're taking the show to the new area tonight. Where we're talking about lovely sounds. Chime in with your favorite relaxing sounds here tonight. Um, but where was I at? I lost my train of thought because I was talking about lovely sounds. Oh, the record player. So he's inspired by Lenny Bruce, and for all of the youngsters, including myself, I mean, Lenny Bruce has been dead now for over 50 years, but, uh, you know, very uh, progressive kind of comedian back in the day, you know, not many comedians back in the 50s were talking about uh, politics and edgy kind of humor, and he kind of took comedy to that next level. So he listened to that record and was inspired to kind of fight back against these trolls that are suing him for thinking they invented podcasting back in the 70s because they mailed out cassettes <laughs> to people. So he goes on and records an episode and talks about how they're going to put up a fight against these trolls and uh, releases the episode. And I know that it took more than that a couple of years ago when they actually fought these guys. Uh, they actually end up winning the the court case. But uh, it's kind of ridiculous that someone actually thought, and the fact that it got drug out so long in court, they actually thought they had a case for saying they invented podcasts, which is just ridiculous. I mean, just because you had a mailing list and you mailed out cassettes, 
I don't, I don't, you could link that to anything. It's like any kind of media. But, I mean, everyone fought that. Corolla put in a lot of money to fight it. I think Mark did as well, but they ended up winning. And now we can do lovely things like this tonight. They did a donation thing. They did a fan fund. Cause oh, yeah. Literally, the guys wanted to make everyone pay to podcast. It was ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, I don't know how it drug on so long. I don't know if, uh, how many stupid judges were involved, allegedly. Um, but, yeah, it's ridiculous. So he's inspired. Goes see Sam before uh, he leaves town. Tells him that, uh, and he brings him in and out, and tells him that he wants to, you know, put up a fight, and uh, kind of, you know, gets his spine back in a way. Um, and we move on. This is near the end of the episode here, but he gets a call from his agent Emily. I call her, uh, I'll call her Big Big Lucy Davis now, because um, you all know her from uh, Shaun of the Dead. We talked about last week, and she's like basically two Lucy Davises now. Not to be too harsh, but. Um, she's still a very funny woman and her and Mark are, are buds and she says he got the part for, uh, the two broke girls rabbi. Uh, he, next thing you know, he's in the trailer in his, uh, in his, what do you even call it? Rabbi outfit. I like to call it a rabbi uniform. I don't know what you call it, a little thing around the shoulders and the neck, but next thing you know, his friend Sam comes around in a cop uniform. Sam was speaking out against, you know, trying to, uh, you know, go through the whole rigmarole in Hollywood and try to get roles and auditions. And next thing you know, he's going to be a cop in Two Broke Girls with Mark. And at the very end of the episode, uh, the stagehand or director comes in and says, oh, you guys both know how to break dance, right? And then they end the show like a classic 80s sitcom where they all just had a nice slow motion look and freeze frame. And I shazammed the song at the end, because I thought it might have been from an actual sitcom, but it wasn't. Or if you know out there where that song came from, please let us know, because I thought it was brilliant. But I think he probably just made it in his garage, just like he does his podcast. Um, and that pretty much wraps up the show. But as a whole, just to kind of bring the episode around to real life... Um, I'm thankful because I'm a lover of radio and podcasts and doing this show in this beautiful studio here that these trolls actually didn't win anything. Um, I'm thankful that the guys that kind of uh, were at the forefront of podcasting put up a fight and got rid of these guys. And I'm sure you are as well if you're listening, listening to us via iTunes or SoundCloud or watching us on YouTube. Um, and we can do all these things because, uh, I mean, maybe I'm overselling it, but it's the truth. And that's why we're here today. And that's why I get 150 views a week and I'm at the top of the food chain here at Afterbus. Um, it's, we had no crazy neighbor in this episode. Um, not as much podcast. I mean, usually, epi- usually every episode and Blake and I always make a, make a, you know, a point. To mention the guests, because usually he has, you know, Patton Oswald or Andy Dick or whoever he has on this year. And they're an actual guest. And uh, they have a few scenes in the episode. And usually that's a pretty cool kind of relaxed atmosphere where you feel like they're actually just two guys talking about their careers and about comedy. And they, they kind of put it into the show. And this week, there was none of that because, well, he wasn't allowed to podcast because he was being sued. So it was just him by himself in his in his garage. Uh, so that part of the episode I did miss, but then again, that was the point not to have a show. 
So um, I was listening to his show. Uh, it was the episode after he interviewed uh, the president, as I take my sip of water one second. And he interviewed comedian Rich Voss. And before he interviewed Rich Voss, who's a very funny comedian, um, I think he's got a show on Sirius XM with his wife, Bonnie McFarlane. And uh, he, he, Mark was talking about how he saves way too much, you know, way too many files and paperwork. And I'm a little bit of a hoarder, not like the people on the show, which I'm sure we review here, don't we, Steven? Someone does hoarders, right? Uh, no. No, we don't do hoarders. Oh, well, I guess maybe we'll start that. But uh, I, I've been known to hoard a few things. I don't know if you guys in the listening audience hoard things. I'll hoard random things, you know, from uh, from middle school or high school. And it's just – it's ridiculous. And if you hear the slamming, it's because Steven just left the studio and I now have the entire place by myself. And you can really see how important the show is now when the producer leaves the producer desk and no one's here. And it's, it's, I, I am, I'm telling you, I'm high up on the list. So high up on the list. Um, this isn't like iZombie where we get 30,000 views. This is Marin. We get 150 views. We are a very popular show here. Um, but Marin talks about hoarding and he hoards all these files and he talks about how he had something from, uh, you know, um, he saved these court documents from these patent trolls from a few years ago. And he's like, why am I still saving these things? I don't need them anymore. A calendar from 1992. Um, doctor bills and reports about all of his ailments and all of his paranoia, he always says. Uh, so he he's talking about how he just saved all this stuff from the patent trolls and he didn't need to. Why does he need to do that? Just throw it out. Get rid of it. And it also kind of showed his age. Because now, at least since I since I've been 21 with Facebook and and all that stuff in MySpace early on, everything's kind of out there now, and it's kind of weird how this generation is going to have so much information on themselves. Not so much me um, as the next generation behind me, because the kids that are being born now, their entire lives are going to be on Facebook. Everything from age zero coming out of the womb. To death, everything's going to be documented. Your friends are going to have pictures of you. Your stat, what you're doing on this day five years ago, you're going to know. Uh, I know to a certain point, but I don't. I don't know what I was doing on this day twenty years ago. I don't know. I have no clue. Unless my parents had the camera rolling and it was Christmas Day uh, with that. Did anyone have that ridiculous camera just in the corner of the room? And all it was was like. An hour of someone standing in front of it with like a an oversized sweatshirt blocking the entire view. But what were we thinking? My grandparents took video. My parents took video. And it's it's interesting to watch some now. Uh, but it's literally six hours of us opening presents with a standstill camera. You know, it's not like you have a phone and you're shoving it in people's faces. It's just the camera in the corner. You can't even make out what people are saying. All you hear is the really loud sound of wrapping paper the entire time. And then me being the over thankful kid, thanking after each and every gift. Cause I knew that's what you had to do. Yeah. I was a nice kid. Okay. I was a super nice kid. Always thanking people. But I don't know if any of you guys had that kind of experience out there uh, or if I'm just aging myself a bit with the VHS camcorder in the corner. I had two older brothers, so I was the youngest. So we had some older kind of toys and, and technology, you know, Atari and Nintendo. So uh, 
you know, to get back on track because now the boss is back. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's it's funny how he's how Mark saves all of this old stuff, but like I was saying, it it really does show his age because uh, he has a calendar from 1992 with all these phone numbers and everything in it, and now you know we everything's just digital and we don't need to you know doesn't matter anymore. But uh, if you listen to the rest of the podcast with Rich Voss, great interview. They both go back in the world of comedy since the late 80s. These guys have been around forever. And it's it's so weird how t- TV has changed now because now I feel like these comedians are all – it's you know they're not getting terrible sitcoms like they were in the 80s and 90s with a few good ones sprinkled in like Seinfeld and such. But, you know – all these shows now, like Louie and, and Marin, and they're, and they're, they're all sticking together too. They, they all know the guys that they came up with are talented people. And they're finally getting a little bit of do. And this is the perfect time to do it. I mean, Marin, you know, it wasn't until Marin in his late forties got any kind of recognition. And then Louie in his mid forties. And these guys have been talented comedians for a long time and they're all sticking together. Uh, even someone as young as Amy Schumer, she came up with all these guys. And if you go see her new movie, Trainwreck, uh, which I've heard is great, uh, there's a bunch of comedians that, you know, have been in the business for a long time that she, you know, sticks by. And that's what I love about these, these guys. They'll always stick by, if you find the right comedian, they'll stick by and give these, uh, other comedians cameos or roles in their shows or movies. And it's great to see that because, it's rare when you see a comedian really hit it big. I mean, you've got, you had, I mean, you had Eddie Murphy and, and Seinfeld and all these guys that really break through, but it's, there are thousands of comedians you never hear of. And Blake and I are huge fans of comedy. And we always talk about going to check out local comedy here. If you're in LA or whatever city you're in, uh, or even an open mic, it's great. That's where all these guys started out. I highly recommend it. Um, it's it's great, but it's one big family. So and you see it tonight. I mean, Mark had Sam Cedar on their buddies, and he has cameos throughout the year. I mean, he gets Pat Oswalt on, and and after all that, he's the guy who interviews the president. I mean, after all of that, I, I don't know even how that comes to be. Now, if you haven't heard that episode yet, that's great. And also his wrap up episode where he talks about all the specifics about tinting his house and being in charge of taping his windows, which was really odd. Blake and I talked about that as well. But, you know, I think that pretty much wraps up the episode. Um, I believe there's only a handful of episodes left. There might be less. But uh, next week, they teased it a bit. It was a little bit more of a vague tease. They didn't really tease it with a big celebrity or a big comedian guest. Um, so, But this is, the, I believe, the best season yet of Marin. Um it's just been a solid show throughout. I think the first couple seasons were a bit lost and they didn't really know, but now they're kind of, they're, they're, they're gaining their foot, their footing. And I think they have a little bit of a momentum now and it's getting some more pub too. And, uh, I think people are starting to appreciate the show more. I know I am and I know Blake is and I will give out her Twitter, everything again. It's Instagram and Twitter for Blake. It's at Blake V Media for me at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. That's that wrap-up music. Always SoundCloud, YouTube. Download us, watch us. Short show this week. Next week, we'll be banging again. Get those views up. Let's go, Marin.
from executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.